You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You are now entering Magnified Studios. Welcome. Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents It's Hard to Find a Podcast. Covering your favorite indie bands from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Put your tape decks on record. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're back. It's been. It's been. John, all I can really say is Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) For so many reasons. Oh, for so many reasons, man. I can't. I don't even, I feel like our last episode was maybe a month ago or more. It's been a few weeks. It's, it's, yes. it's been. Yeah, it's yeah. been a few weeks since we potted. Yeah. Just, so. Everything, everything about life has been just absolute chaos. Yeah. Um, We've tried. <laughs> you, uh, believe you me, we have tried, we have... Um. But we're not even in, like, I'm not even in my regular Magnified Studios setup right now. No. I don't know, maybe for the keen-eared listener, they can tell the difference. Um, but <laughs> among the other things happening, my internet is out, and my uh, stellar internet service, uh, it's like, oh, you don't need to have your internet for over a week, right? Cool. No worries. Um, <laughs> people don't need that. People don't need internet. No, it's no big deal. So I'm currently at my girlfriend's place in her living room using her internet <laughs> while, while she hangs out upstairs while we pod for 97 hours. <laughs> She's like, see, you'll be done in like 60 minutes or so. And you're like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, you're making it work. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, we tried this last week. It was a challenge. We decided to call it. Uh, yeah, so this is a much better setup. But by the time you hear this next episode, you'll be back to normal. I'll have a nice new setup. I got yeah. some some gear that I'm mooching off of my significant other. Yes. Um. So we'll come together and just sound great when we cover this Ronnie Martin solo record next week. But this week we're well, sounding next week. Well, okay. So we're taking. <laughs> One more week off next week, just to keep you all on your toes. I know. Then we'll come back, close out these Martin brothers and sound great. Yes. So we had, we had so many plans, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, like we had a a planned time off when you were actually in town Mm -hmm. and that's when we got to see Carly Rae Jepsen together, which we need to, we need to talk about that uh, in a second. Um, and it was also like around the same time that, uh, we haven't even had a chance to talk about Roe versus Wade being overturned because that happened while we were off. And then while you were here, um, very suddenly I learned that my cat um, that I have had for 14 years, yeah. uh, had uh, lung cancer and the symptoms that I thought of hers that were maybe p- 
potentially benign were actually more serious than I had anticipated. And so I had to make this quick decision um, because I'm like, oh, she's actually suffering more than I, than I actually thought she was. And she was struggling to breathe. And, um, and so I ended up losing my cats the week that you were here. Yeah. And that was horribly painful. But also the week before that happened, I had accepted a new job. And so like in less than a week's time, I had like accepted a job and then lost my cat. And my roommate also had moved out. So I went from Mm. having a cat and a roommate to, to an empty house. Yeah. And it was, then I was like, oh, but like I'm leaving my job and that's good. I'm getting a new job, but like I'm going through this grief process. Yeah. It was like. The country was falling apart. The country was was falling apart. Uh, Everything. A lot of things happening. Yeah. There was so much happening and, um, I was just not in any emotional place to try and be like, hey, let's talk about, you know. <laughs> I just, What's Ronnie Martin thinking 20 years ago? <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into this. Yeah, I I just wasn't, I just couldn't fake it. And yeah. now that, now we have both, since doing the pod, have lost mm-hmm. very significant members of our, furry members of our family. Yes. Um, the the beautiful Harriet Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know that was really tough for you guys as well. Um, yeah. And me, cause I loved it. I, yeah. I loved her. I loved her so much, but yeah, you know, obviously everybody's relationship with Kevin was just very different since she was, uh, she had her people. I feel like she was cool to me. Yeah. She, if she's indifferent to you, that's kind of the best you can hope for. Yeah. Not a lot of snuggles, but you know, not not a negative energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved Kevin as well. These were special animals. They were with us for a long time. They were extended members of the Magpod universe, you know, making some appearances. So yeah, Kevin will... is Kevin is currently a, a reaction emoji in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's right. That pre-existed that pre- any of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I about that. Oh man. Gotta use some more Kevins. Um <laughs> well she was a very good girl and I will crack open Ooh. a weird beer in her memory tonight. Yes. Well I I'm using currently using my favorite beer koozie right now. Yes. What does it say? It says shit's fucked. <laughs> I think you sent me a picture of yeah. that the night, uh, the day after Revy Wade, maybe the day of, I don't even remember. I th- yeah, um, I think it may have been the day of. The day of. And then yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the only appropriate uh, <laughs> statement yeah. right now. Yeah, it's. I got it um, at uh, the copyrights show. Hell yeah. They're playing at Mortimer's um, with the Ergs and John Snodgrass, Hell the yeah. aforementioned vocals on son of a gun on that tumble down song that we both love so much mm-hmm. uh and he was fucking wild <laughs> <laughs> i i talked to him after after his set and i was sending i think i sent you uh some either some video or like what he like if he was talking about how like he had taken an edible <laughs> and 
It was, yeah, he was, I can't remember what he said, but yeah, he had taken an edible. He was, he was being goofy, but I talked to him after his set and, uh, I went up, you know, talked to him and bought, bought a record. And, um, while I was chatting with him, he had like taken off his sweaty shirt. Uh-huh. So he was standing there shirtless and then he like grabbed one of his like merch shirts and uh-huh. was using it to like pat down his body, like a sweaty body and like uh-huh. put on a new shirt. And like, this dude just is like. Just punk rock, doesn't care. Oh yeah. But I was telling him that, yeah, I was like, yeah, the first time I heard you was on that uh, "Son of a Gun" song with my Carrera. So what do you uh, say? Uh, I, I think he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that was you know, yeah, he just acknowledged that right. he, he wasn't like, can I come on your podcast and talk <laughs> about it? I, I mean, I was like, yeah. Um, when did you first hear of uh, Joy Electric? Because <laughs> my days and number. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that guy's got yeah, a great voice. He does. Uh, yeah, so they were really fun. Um, but we got to talk about. Yeah. got to talk about our girl CRJ. We do first. What's in your What's in your shits fucked koozie? Oh, 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 uh, yeah. My in my shits fucked koozie, I have my uh, summer beer of choice, which is Pacifico. Perfect. Uh, been really into the Mexican lagers this summer. Mm-hmm. It feels really refreshing to drink. Uh, a very light lager when yeah. it's hot. Yeah. Certain, I mean, I love an IPA, but if I'm, if I'm outside, if I'm drinking outside, can't be yeah. drinking something super heavy. No, I've kind of had a, had a lagery pilsnery summer myself. I feel yes. like I found myself at a lot of places where there aren't a lot of beers that I would necessarily go for right away. You know, somehow at these summer festivals, they don't have like smoked porters on hand, weirdly. <laughs> um, but I'm they like, don't have bourbon marshmallow <laughs> barrel aged stout with oh, vanilla. So <laughs> Throw one of those and, down at a festival. Graham cracker. And it's like <laughs> Oof, yeah. 18%. Yes. As the sun beats down on my face. Um, just like, no, it's I've just been... a thick syrup. <laughs> it sounds great. Uh, no, but I've been doing a lot of a lot of that as well. Uh, I went to a Cubs game recently. Mm. Um, took my kid to Wrigley for the first time, and I got what was available to me, which was a giant Bud Light on draft, and nice. it was like in a plastic cup on ice. And I was like, I oh, whatever Bud Light. It tasted so fucking good. I was like, <laughs> Is Bud Light my drink now? Am I, am I a Bud Light guy again? Um, so anyway. Well, let me tell you, I was at. A twins game hey. this last weekend. Twins versus Sox. Uh Sox, Sox got smoked. Hey. <laughs> um but Kristen and I, Kristen's my girlfriend, she she and I went, we also got some tall frosty Bud Lights. Bud Lights but, is good, but right? But we asked the guy, we're like, Can you throw a couple of limes in there? Gotta have hey. a, they didn't have any Bud Light limes, so we had to uh, That's dude, smart. Dude, have you ever had a Bud Light Lime? I think I have. I think I, I was my, pro. I, I had my first Bud Light Lime just a few weeks ago. It's not bad. No, it's the opposite of bad. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe I'm... I, was, I was surprised at like I'm like yeah. I'm like this is I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my my beer palate is <laughs> it, it's it's it, it contains multitudes. We'll just yes. say. Maybe we went back all the way around to like yeah. 20 years ago. When I was like know. ordering Bud Lights at the bar. I know when I was um, when I was going to J and A down the street from North Park and getting yep. 40s of old style. Yep, yep. Getting a, a pitcher of Bud Light at the Wood, perhaps. Um, 
Anyway, what I'm drinking right now is not Bud Light. It is a weird beer. I'm drinking from Indeed in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this last week off pod. But um, they have this series of cream ales uh, <laughs> yeah. that are all and strange. They do. Uh, right now I'm rocking the Italian ice, which is <clears throat> describes it as the one that tames the heat with refreshing notes of yuzu and lemon zest. And um, it's pretty good. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but uh, it'll do the trick. It's the um, maybe one of the more palatable ones of these yes. cream, these weird cream ales. Yeah, the snow cone so, one is <laughs> no, too much for me. Yeah, so they have. Um, I mean, one of their their cream ales, their pistachio one, is sort of a standard. Yeah, one that they usually have year round. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, and but it's that's the only one I had had. Yeah, and me, I mean, me too. But it's it's not one I usually go for. If I'm gonna have a cream ale. I would rather have something like a Castle Danger. Castle, yeah, can't can't go wrong there. Yeah, I don't want a flavored cream ale. I want a, just a regular uh, nitro pour of a yeah, cream ale or something that like great. that. But I love a cream ale, but I think I realized with all these variants, I'm like cream ale plus other stuff is maybe too much. Yeah. So here's what I'll say about Indeed. They have they sometimes take some big swings mm-hmm. when they did their uh, strawberry fields sour that they Ooh, did yeah. recently. Uh, some of those were big misses. Yeah, and and so like, and some of these crevails, not all the best, but no. at least they're trying stuff. Mm-hmm. I got to give them credit for that. Like, it's my if, that's my weird beard, weird food philosophy, man. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I'd rather try it and be like, that's gross, than be like, I know I like that one. <laughs> right. And that like here, like here's the thing. Like I've talked a lot about Blackstack on the pod mm-hmm. and how I love Blackstack and how I think they make really great stuff. But do we need another triple or quadruple uh hazy IPA from right. them? Probably no. probably not. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's kind of their thing that IPAs are kind of their thing, but you know, at least other breweries are trying stuff and doing something a little bit different or branching out a little bit. Uh, so I, I just want to give indeed, because I indeed is slowly crept up on like becoming one of my favorite, one of my go-to breweries in the twin cities. Well, you have an embarrassment of riches up there. Many, yeah. many delightful breweries to choose from. That's true. Um, some of which were represented at the armory, which is where we saw Kylie Ray Jepsen that weekend. That is true. Uh, that was my transition. Um, good enough. Yes. Yeah, good enough. We saw we saw CRJ together. Uh, it was a beautiful night. Again, we lost like- we lost our we lost our virginity to <laughs> to CRJ for uh, together. I've been waiting to see her live for so long and did yeah. not disappoint. It was it was amazing. Um, yeah, I, it was like so. This was the day after. Row was overturned. Right. And I think just to have, it was during, as we'd mentioned on the pod before, it was like the, during Pride Weekend in the Twin Cities and tied into that. And so to like be on this giant dance floor um, with all these people, you know, all kinds of people, clearly many of whom were upset about this decision because <laughs> um, it got referenced multiple times and there were things people were wearing about it and all that, including me uh, rocking that pub shirt. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like such an awesome release that I feel like we needed that. And they were handing out these, <laughs> they're handing out Smirnoff shots. And along <laughs> with the shots, they were giving out these rainbow 
styrofoam glow stick things. Yeah. Which they is were, maybe like they were like I don't know, maybe like twenty-four <laughs> inches long or yeah, something. They were very big. They were substantial. Yeah. And if you hit one light on it, it would go like rainbow color. If you hit it again, it would go through like cycle through the colors. Um and everybody had them and they were waving them around and maybe not great for the earth, but uh I brought them home and the kids are still playing with them. So <laughs> but it was just like so fun, like being on the dance floor and everybody rocking their rainbow glow sticks and yeah. playing all the jams and dancing with you. And man, what a good time it was. It's Not only that, but Smirnoff was handing out edible glitter. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you got any of that. So it's like these, think so. these little packets oh. that, that you can put in drinks and it's sort of like, oh. it's not like sparkly, but it has that sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it has this very, uh, glittery but not sparkly kind of vibe going on. Um, There's a lot of a lot of sparkles happening. Oh, you put was some I, was, glitter in my beard. Was I covered in body glitter? I sure was. <laughs> uh, covered in body glitter. We had glow sticks galore. Um, I mean, some people probably saw those on the social meds. Yeah. Um, what a great time! It was a really good time. Armory, part of um, a series of venues owned by that's part of like the first avenue um consortium i guess of of mm-hmm. venues throughout the twin cities so coming out of pride the only logical thing for uh for first avenue to do would be to immediately uh book dave Chappelle, right yeah not not the best choice some uh, would say it is the worst choice um <laughs> Yeah. Consider. Yeah. Yes. They have since uh, brought him over to a different venue. <laughs> canceled that. But right. they're like, yeah, we're not going to have him at First Avenue, but we're going to have him at a different venue. So, right. um, oh, well. But, you know, just want to say, like, for people who are like, well, you know, they could, like, book whatever they want, stop trying to cancel, whatever. And it's like, look, there's a reason people, people aren't just upset because. Dave Chappelle exists and he's shitty like yeah he sucks but part of the issue is that if you're going to be a venue and you're going to be loudly proclaiming and making spaces for queer people and trans people and people of color and queer people of color you can't also do this Right. So I mean, they, th- they have an explicitly stated set of rules for like what First Ave yeah. wants to yeah. have Act, in their venue. Acting or speaking in a discriminatory manner or using racist, sexist, ableist, transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, or other biased language, including intentional misgendering, is they're saying is not welcome. That I mean, that's them. This isn't us being like, right. we don't want this kind of stuff. No, this is their right. code of conduct. Right. And then they're just like, right out of pride being like, oh, let's have a famously transphobic right. uh, comedian. What is he even doing anymore? Just lecturing people? Yeah, he's well, he, he's becoming like, he's becoming Bill Cosby. Like Bill Cosby yeah. sort of like became this sort of like, let's, I'm just going to yell at people about cultural things that I don't like that they're doing. Just like, right. you know, just a, get off my lawn kind of person. It's like, you're not... This how is this even comedy anymore? You're just, yeah. but yeah. So they they 
walked it back, but I feel like, um, you know, people people say hindsight's twenty twenty, but regular sight should have caught this. Yeah. Um, I just think this was a huge, huge, colossal mistake, and I don't know how they could have possibly have seen this go any other way. Yeah. It's such a bummer because, you know, first Ave is Prince's house. Dave Chappelle, who used to be somebody we all loved, uh, famously did a whole, you know, episode about seeing him perform there and then getting invited back to Paisley Park, playing a basketball game with him, all that. Um, so what a bummer. Uh, you know, our heroes uh, of the 2000s, Dave Chappelle, J.K. Rowling, they just can't help themselves when it comes to trans issues and to become villains. So um, that's a bummer. But I will say the Armory, which I'd never been to before, great venue. It's a good, had a lot of fun there. It's like such a good size because they, it's a little bit like the Aragon in Chicago, only sounds better and it's smaller than that. But it's kind of that big room, long room style. Um, So it's big enough for like artists like Kyler Jepsen to be there, but small enough that we could get really close and it felt pretty intimate um sounded good i was joking you beforehand that i was like i would love this concert to begin with a saxophone of (laughs) i was like but they won't have a live saxophone here but they totally did they did and it didn't start with that but that came in a few songs in and i was i was thrilled um it was a very good time should we sorry go ahead what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say um yeah this Armory place. It's just it 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 feels fitting in a in a city like um, Chicago or or the Twin Cities because it has that. It's like this old factory kind of building, right. and yeah. so it's just like this giant warehouse, concrete warehouse style building. But even still, with like hundreds and hundreds of people jumping. Right. on this like concrete floor you could still feel the floor moving <laughs> yeah. you're like is this safe is this <laughs> is this and were they anticipating um hundreds of people just jumping up and down simultaneously to carly ray because i was like we're all gonna die in here <laughs> we're all gonna fortunately we didn't fortunately we didn't it was a beautiful time it was um yeah i uh should we get into our our other winner's circle items or how do we want to do things here? Let's do that. Let's get into the winner's circle. Yeah. So, um, my winner's circle, I mean, some of the losers lounge stuff was caught up in, in our, that previous segment. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make note of it with the, the appropriate, Losers Lounge sound effect. Sounds good. Uh, I started my new job this week. Yeah, you did. And yeah, I'm working for the county I live in, and um, it's a procurement position. So it is a big shift going from what I was doing, Mm -hmm. working with data in the private sector to working in the public sector it's so different and oh my god john being back in an office <laughs> i can't i can't tell you how it does this extrovert's heart yeah good <laughs> to it's be a, around people it's been a while since it's, you've it's been, been a while office. yeah the last time i was probably in an office was maybe 2019 yeah pretty wild so but 
got to meet some of my coworkers uh, this week, and I still haven't met the manager of my department because she's currently on uh, vacation and she's not going to yeah. be back till like the first week of August. And I knew this was I knew this was going to be the case. She's the only one I haven't met yet, but I got to meet a bunch of people today and got to meet this guy who I would say somewhere in his fifties who is in a band. Um, he's like, it, you know, probably it's like some sort of like a cover band as okay. you know, you imagine, but he was talking about how they've transitioned to essentially doing covers of the last 20 years. So 2000 wow. and later Okay, and trying to make the argument. It's like, look, everybody, you know, like the, the audience that we want, they're not listening to stuff from the seventies and eighties. It's like mm-hmm. over 40 years ago. Right. Yeah, we need to, we need to get people to, who are going to come out, going to be out late, who are going to be wanting to have that like dose of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this, like this guy gets it. He's like, we're not going to play Led Zeppelin. You know, no one's, it's not, those people are like in their seventies. They're mm-hmm. not coming out to see us play. So what's he playing? What are they? What are they jamming on? Um, like Starfly or? <laughs> yeah, it's it's mostly it's mostly mostly like the Tooth Nail discography. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I didn't get I didn't get it to talk right. to him forever. Yeah. But I was like, we were, get him on the pod. Get him on the pod and just talk just talk to another music nerd in the office. I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, speaking speaking of um, got some tickets purchased mm-hmm. today. Gonna see. The boss next March. Ooh, I thought about it when I saw that announcement. Yes, pretty tempted by that. Yeah, he's I know. somebody I've never seen, and on that list of like I must yeah. see at some point. I know he's. I've never seen him either. So this is. I feel like I need to. This needs to happen. So. Good call. Yeah. Uh, where is he playing up there? Excel. Yeah, that's what I would think. I mean, but... it's it's. I mean, he he's only gonna play like arena shows. He did yeah. this. He did this like theater tour a few years ago that I'm kind of regretting. I never tried to get tickets to, but it's it's yeah, it's just going to be him and Obama up on stage, <laughs> talking about like like steel mills and and shit. <laughs> Sounds but, great. So uh, look, uh, Bruce. Uh, uh, what I like about my jeans versus your <laughs> jeans is they're durable. Uh, uh, I I prefer Wrangler. <laughs> Michelle Michelle likes the Levi's. <laughs> Uh, it's been a minute since we've heard Obama. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, Everything man. he says seems so quaint now. Or I'm just like, okay. Right. <laughs> Where's, why don't, why aren't you angrier? <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess if you're, you're an ex president, there's, I don't know what, what the rules are to like, especially with like your former VP as president. Like, how do you, That's true. how do you, like not step on toes. I don't know. Yeah. I guess he did say uh, in the last election, like Trump's Trump can't do this job. <laughs> so like, that's pretty, that's pretty strong words for a former president to be like, this guy's unable to be the president. Yeah. Um, well, that rules. Um, any other, any other new job highlights? Um, good. Different. Vibes. Well, I came in to my, uh, to my desk this morning this is like just before eight o'clock and my coworker 
she had left a card on my computer and it was a condolence card for the loss of Kevin. Uh, and so I sweet. immediately started crying. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. But like first thing in the morning, I'm just like, uh, this is like just so thoughtful yeah, that's really and nice. like, and sweet. And I'm like, this is cat. People are a special group of people that they'll be like, go out of their way to be like, I get it, you know? And yeah, especially somebody I just met to, right. to do that. It's just, Bodes well for the yeah, new it, it sure does. office. That's great to hear. I have no such emotional wins, but I do have many concert wins because it's been a while since we've talked. Yes. Um, so in addition to Carly Rae, of course, amazing. Um, saw multiple bands that you've seen over the course of the last few months in one day. Uh, <laughs> yes. Pitchfork Festival, where I saw the Linda Lindas. Yes. It was a proud proud verging on middle-aged man to see our young friends rocking so hard yes they're so good man i, just, I know <laughs> the drummer what's her name you know her name uh, um it's is it, a, is it elisa something like that uh but she is 11 <laughs> it's yes. just like she rules so hard um the second to last song was racist sexist boy which just like brought the house down and then they closed with a bikini kill cover and i'm just like they're so cool they are so cool um so that was super fun they talked about missing their cats uh multiple times talked about their cats and <laughs> just the best uh saw lucy dacus who another i've been waiting for a very long time to see did not disappoint gosh she's so good live and she's so good in general saw mitski who we've talked about multiple times i've seen her a few times in the past but this was like she was headlining the day of the festival. And so she got to play for like, you know, an hour and a half or more and crowd was hanging on every word. And she's such a fun live show. She does all this choreography and <laughs> all these elements are involved. Um, for the love of God, John, what's her deal? <laughs> she's famously secretive about her deal. So who knows? I believe she does yeah. have a cat too, though. So mm. uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, so that was all great. And I need to correct myself. It's me, uh, Mila, I think is the, Mila. Uh, oh, that, that sounds right. I was thinking yeah. an M M yeah. sound. Yeah. So, uh, Bella, she's the 17 year old guitarist yes, vocalist. The yeah. Then it's Lucia who is the uh, other guitarist mm-hmm. and Eloise is the bass player. And she's, she's awesome. She was ripping some sick bass, some Hell sick yeah. bass riffs. Eloise, I believe, is my favorite because I, I like how they go through different modes. Like, it's cool that they have varying kinds of punk within their wheelhouse. Um, some of it is poppier and more melodic, and some of it is she's a little way, thrashier. She's yep. so much hard, more hardcore. She is. Every song that she's lead vocals on, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, and, she's got those dirty, gritty, screamy yep. vocals. You're just a racist, sexist boy. Um <laughs> She, they also did a cover of the Linda Lindas. I yes. mean, the, uh, the song Linda Linda, which we covered on this pod because MXPX covered it on, yes. on the cover too. Great song. Um, anyway, they're the best. And then saw Japanese Breakfast. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about she was wonderful. I had a, a beer uh, brewed in collaboration with Goose Island and Japanese Breakfast. Michelle just thrown down on bestsellers and beers and great music. and. Ugh. What a good set. Uh, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco came out and sang a song with her. Oh, my God. Uh, really? Exciting times. Um, so, yeah, great, great, great 
uh, sets all around. And then I saw Low, who I've also talked about on this pod plenty, who is your favorite band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this. <laughs> um, that album is so good, man, from last year or whatever it was. What is the time anymore? But I hadn't seen them play it live. And it just goes so, so hard, yet so slow, Andrew. Um, <laughs> but that was wonderful. Um, and then the week before that, I went to the Square Roots Festival in Chicago, where I got to see Dead, who I've also talked about mm, on the pod. Yes, they were yes. one of my top 10 uh, yes. albums of that year, um, DEHD. First time seeing them live, and they ruled as well. I expect that we'll hear more about them on sort of a national level soon. But just so many good shows, summertime, drinking a light beer, having fun. Yeah. Um, I don't really, well, I was about to say, I don't really have any other immediate shows coming up, but I think that might change this next week. Ooh. Because part of the reason that <laughs> we won't be potting again next week is I'll be back in Minnesota and we might just have to go to that graveyard club show together, bro. So uh, I mean, I'm I have <laughs> in in these next two weeks, I have <laughs> uh four shows that I'm going to <laughs> Yeah, you do. Well done. I'm what seeing, are you seeing? I'm seeing Motion City soundtrack tomorrow yeah, yeah. at first avenue so Fun. uh just mixed feelings about that but right. they're they're doing uh like commit this to memory all the way through mm-hmm. uh which is going to be amazing and then on sunday i'm seeing weird al uh, with awesome. my dad with my dad um so i think this is our fourth yeah fourth or fifth uh weird al show together and then seeing graveyard club on the 30th and then on the 31st i'm seeing dashboard confessional Ooh, is he playing with somebody yes i believe so some exciting uh, lineup i feel like oh andrew mcmahon it's hmm. uh, not as exciting as i thought it's <laughs> still exciting well i mean andrew mcmahon uh is you know like you know for for people who are Yes, a big something corporate fans. Yeah, yeah. Or, I know he or, means a lot to some people. I've, yeah, I mean some something corporate and Jack's mannequin. They weren't really. I didn't like get into them. I mean, right? Maybe I would have if I, I, heard them. But I just, I was right. so much more into some other stuff, and I think, just yeah, wasn't my wasn't my jam at the time. I know people on the Discord were very pumped about this combo. I yeah. believe in particular uh, Meg from Monterey and her mom. Uh, <laughs> big Andrew McMahon head. So props to yeah. them and anybody else going to that show. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I've got other stuff coming up. I just can't remember, but man, I'll be very psyched if we get to see Gary Club. So yes, that's a lot of winners. So we touch, touch on some losers briefly. Yes. Why don't you by that losers lounge? Yeah. Let's stop by the losers lounge. So, I mean, where do we start? <laughs> where do we, where to begin? I mean, I just want to, just to reiterate, I want to throw uh, cancer into the Losers Lounge. Mm, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <sighs> no one, no one, uh, especially sweet, innocent uh, cats deserve yeah. to go like that, especially when, one of the hardest things about it, I think, is if I could just like have a single conversation, you know, just be mm. like, are you okay? Like, do you is this like can i just want us to be on the same page like i don't want you to hurt anymore like but like you just have to like trust that they yeah that they that they understand that you 
love them and that this yeah. is it's just like it's it's you just can't there's just no final there's no conversation you just have yeah. to make the call and that I think that's yep. Yep. for me what was like one of the hardest things i'm just like being totally. like yeah um yeah we, um, we had the same conversation with harriet where it was like well we probably could keep her going but like she couldn't really walk she wasn't eating you know yeah. it's just like do you want to live like this but i wish you could confirm that right and i just remember like expressing that to the vet and him being like you know remember you're not doing this to her you're doing this for her and right just like trying to keep that in mind that you know yeah we're making trying to make the best decisions for these creatures we care so much for yeah. um whew, anyway let's uh move on to yes <laughs> yeah i know sorry i just i just no 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 i, I feel like i just need to this, throw that uh, in there just yeah it's just it's so unfair man just yeah. fucking hate it absolutely why don't why don't why don't pets live till they're 80 it's it should it's, it's so cruel Ugh, man they had good lives they did we they were very loved very yeah. very loved um this new dog i got he's biting me all the time i don't know <laughs> no harriet i'll tell you that i'm just kidding gus is great but gus uh, gus is a gus has so in the way that harriet was like a loaf of bread, you know. <laughs> Gus Gus has a lot more spunk. Yes, Gus, Gus has lots of lot, not that Harry didn't have personality, but just like Gus is just very yeah. he still has lots of puppy yes. energy. Harriet famously very chill. Gus <laughs> not so much. <laughs> famously not chill. <laughs> has no chill. But, but famously famously thick. He is a thick boy. <laughs> Gus, like you post these photos of him, like him, like standing on his hind legs. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, daddy thick. It's like a little meaty man just walking <laughs> he's around. So, yeah, he's like, got those, like, like he's not skipping leg day. <laughs> he's, it's so weird because like Harriet could never, was never long enough to like stand up like that on the windowsill or at the table. And he does it all the time. And so it's just yeah. like funny seeing this little <laughs> goblin walking around our house. It's like beefy. <laughs> What a funny guy. It's true. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, Supreme Court, still solidly members of the Losers Lounge. Um, yep. We've ranted on this pod um, about uh, abortion and, and guns uh, this spring. And each of those things only made worse, obviously, since we last have talked about them. I don't really have anything new to say other than, you know, support your local abortion clinic um abortion go to, funds go to abortionfunds.org to find the abortion provider near you where you can continue to support them even if they are state or multiple states away um they need that support now more than ever yep the local abortion funds are looking for your support now in a big way yeah. and not that you shouldn't give to planned parenthood but like just in the same way that certain organizations when there's like a natural disaster, everybody gives to the red cross, you know, mm-hmm. there are, you know, give to your yeah local state abortion funds. Yes. Um, and you know, if you can give to both do that, but you know, um, yeah. Planned parenthood is you know, obviously, um, also an extremely valuable and might be one of the only clinics in your area, but just all we're saying is learn about what's available in your state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, fortunately Minnesota has, mm-hmm. um, is, is going to be one of the most protected states yep. for abortion in in the Midwest. So, um, but it also just means that more people are going to have to travel here out of states. Right. 
yeah. out of state to to come here, and that's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, yeah. But anyway, yes, support your abortion funds and the Supreme Court. All I have to say about them is get all the way fucked. Yep. Um, you know, we've talked about this before, but the idea that it's a radical position to expand the court or it's a radical idea to eliminate the filibuster those aren't radical ideas compared to the truly radical ideology that's now guiding uh this group of people who will determine the course of our lives for decades to come uh because there are no term limits on these people for whatever reason um even though you know in the 1700s when those decisions were made people lived till like 30 or whatever so um not great times the the week that I was up in Minnesota, um, there was uh, another mass shooting on the 4th of July, uh, not far from where I am uh, in the Chicago burbs. And, um, you know, there's some energy on sort of a state level here to do more. I guess, you know, there's been some energy on a national level, but we're in this weird time where this Congress is going to change in a few months um, and probably not for the better. And so, it's just hard to know yeah. exactly what's going to happen. Obviously, especially if you have representatives who are opposed to sensible gun laws, then let it be known that you would like some common sense gun laws uh, passed. Um, but just, you know, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare country. <laughs> and um, those things coming together at the same time, just what a reflection of so many hypocrisies with those two things juxtaposed so anyway yeah, if you don't think they're going after same-sex marriage yep you know oh you know but they don't need to they also don't need to enshrine it into uh protection into law their um same-sex marriage because as marco rubio said it's a stupid waste of time hey there you go what it's a, a stu- guy. stupid waste of time you know all those uh people out there who you know want to there to be a uh, equality and equity in their in their marriage relationships their their relationships just a stupid waste of time to him um marco rubio solidly a member of the losers lounge this yep. weekend in perpetuity um yeah it's a scary time man um i don't know <laughs> we're gonna keep doing our best that's all we can do just so many hard things all the time um but uh you know yeah i uh <laughs> i don't know if you saw um a friend of the pod josh uh josh montgomery joshua montgomery posted that he saw a ufo, a UFO. on the way that. to work uh-huh <laughs> he responded i said send him my way I want, i'd like a one-way ticket off this planet <laughs> uh speaking of which Ooh. you gonna go see nope you, you know i am i i still have Gosh, I have so many Jordan Peele backlogged movies I need to see. There's only two. You can you can knock them out real quick before you. You got to see Get Out. You got to see Get Out. I do have to see Get Out, uh, but I don't know if you saw recently. And we've we've talked about Hot Ones on mm-hmm. this program before. Yeah, but Daniel Kaluuya Ooh. was on Hot Ones recently. How would he do? He, I mean, he he killed it. He he just seems like such a delightful dude he does i had to watch it with the youtube closed captions on because uh, his english accent in it is his his 
English, his British accent is, it's a, it's a particular kind of British accent yes. that can be hard to pick up sometimes. Right. So like, like you're speaking English, but I'm having a hard time understanding <laughs> right. you, what you're, what you're saying. But uh, the only reason I said, um, he is with the tone of hesitancy is that he's making a, a new Barney movie. Have you heard about this? It's no. like it's like a, a dark version of Barney. And he said something. I thought this was a joke when I first heard about it, but it's not. And he's like, you know, Barney says, you know, I love you. You love me. But what if that weren't true or something like that? And I was like, what? <laughs> so he's making a, a grim and gritty Barney movie, uh, apparently. You know, um, I would I would so much rather have a gritty gritty movie <laughs> if we're gonna get if we're gonna get a large weird uh mascot movie right. it's time it's time I for would... the gritty story gritty begins <laughs> gritty rises <laughs> dark gritty rises <laughs> sounds pretty good um yeah, I don't know that the world needs. I mean, we've already got Death to Smoochie, which was kind of a dark. Barney That's what movie. I know. Yeah, that was a. Uh, was that Robin Williams or is that yeah. Ed, Ed Norton? It's both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strange movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that's where we're at. Yeah, everything circle losers lunch. <laughs> everything is trash and yeah. also good sometimes. <laughs> I think that's just called being a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Especially the highs and <laughs> highs and lows felt especially keenly uh, recently as, yes. as humans. Um, but as always, grateful for this community. Yes, as we experience these highs and lows, and members of this community have left us some voicemails and emails, haven't they? Yes, they sure have. Um, let's just get to one. Just a nice palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> what do we think that was was that a zipper I, I don't know it sounded at first i thought he was just like making farting noises yeah with his mouth but but, but uh no <laughs> but then he starts Unless he sampled himself <laughs> and then laughed over it, he's a genius. We can't, we don't, we can't understand his ways. Um, no, his his ways are beyond are beyond us. <laughs> Who are we to question uh, the Phantom Tackler? That's right. Uh, beautiful. Please, please keep it up, sir. A balm, a, a balm for the soul in these yes. trying times. <laughs> so true. Um, do you have uh, an email? That we should some emails that we should be reading. Uh, I got one of those for sure. Ooh, yeah. Um, let's let's hear some of those. Let's do it. You can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. Share your thoughts with us as Yasun. I hope I'm saying your name right. I feel like we butchered this in the past. Uh, has done with us. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, really enjoyed the Starflyer and Joy E episode. Prior to this, my only real exposure to them was Happy Christmas." When I lived in Virginia, I had buddies who loved to go into DC for electronica shows, and I honestly never got it. I was just listening to old ska and punk bands. Uh, Y'all are going to go stare at a guy punching away at a laptop? 
I also had a buddy who swore by it as music to code by, which I thought was a little too 90s hacker movie cliche. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but since the pod dropped, I've been listening through the Joy discography at work and man, it is good coding music. Uh, I don't know if it's an insult to consider something good background music, but just loving it. Nothing wrong with a little bounce in my chair. Uh, what do y'all think of the versions of the songs on Unelectric? Sugar Rush certainly hurts my teeth a lot less. And <laughs> thanks for y'all's conversation about Evalde. I'm in San Antonio, about 90 miles away, and know a lot of people from there. Um, couldn't stop thinking about them on Father's Day. Um, yes, Yasin, uh, you know, getting back to our highs and lows within um, one statement there. Um, what a nightmare that continues to unfold. Uh, oh, there. man. Yeah. Yikes. Um, anyway, I hope you are doing well. Thank you for sharing those thoughts with us. A couple of people have brought this up about the unelectric record. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this? I guess I would say I wasn't a huge fan when I listened through it. Maybe I owe it more of a listen, but. You know, my opinion is that they, the songs do stand on their own without, yeah. you know, all the bleeps and bloops, but what I'm looking for in Joy Electric is the electric part. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, as I shared, Sugar Rush is maybe like a little too like assaultive for me. Um, <laughs> although I appreciate it. But, you know, mm-hmm. people are like, well, it's on there as like a stripped down version. But like, it's still like a very produced sound on that record, even if it is on electric. Like, I guess what I would really like is just like straight up just piano or guitar and not too um assertive vocals um but it still feels like equally sort of assaultive just in another way to me i don't know but it's interesting um, yeah and i appreciate you know to your point and to what we talked about with him that he starts all of his songs in that way they have a simple structure that can sort of um work in a bunch of sort of like versions of how to shape these songs they're shaped in a traditional songwriting way in such a way that they stand uh on their own without all the bleeps and bloops too but yeah give me those bleeps and bloops i'm with you yeah all right we got our boy matt from ohio hey guys it's your boy matt jones calling from mount vernon ohio absolutely love the last episode um on bon voyage Hell yeah. um, (laughs) It's actually, it's funny because you guys were talking about Peter Francis Tracy (laughs) and uh, Eagle Man Insurance. (laughs) And I remember um, living in Illinois at the time and watching all those daytime commercials about that. Did you you remember the other one where um, the guy opens his car door and the the car door falls off and then there's a voiceover that says, your car is still worth money and then <laughs> yeah. like it flashes to another scene where it looks like he's handed a bunch of 20s yeah this is a victory auto wreckers i think we talked about that at the end of the episode maybe yeah maybe we yeah. Maybe, yeah maybe we didn't talk about it in that in that segment but yeah that is another a classic another classic uh and i think that there was somebody that did an interview that sounds familiar. Not, not that long ago with the guy who was in that commercial right. not an is, actor <laughs> Just such a niche sort of Chicago (laughs) kind of like, hey, you're the guy who was in the Victory Auto Records commercial. Tell us about that. Anyway, thank you for the fun memories. Um, Really enjoy your podcast, you guys. Bon Voyage has been great. 
it did remind me of another band uh, that Jason Martin was a part of. I'm sure you're aware of them, Neon Horse, with mm-hmm. Mark Solomon uh, from Savesaker. He was their lead singer. Uh, as far as I know, they put out two great albums. Um, any chance you might want to cover them? If not, I understand. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much. Week after week, you guys just put it out there, and I love it. I resonate with so much with what you have to say, and it, it just it brings back just the best memories I have of listening to music back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Can't wait to see what comes next. Magpops for life. Bye-bye. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, Neon Horse. I don't know if I'm... Uh, I'm not super familiar with No, them. me neither. I know of them. Um, which is how I felt about most of these Martin related projects. You know, there've been, there have been <laughs> Andrew's filling up the Victory Auto Records commercial. Uh, <laughs> that old car might be worth money. Call Victory Auto Records at eight six zero two thousand for a quote. He's flabbergasted. He's so disappointed. So disappointed that like so <laughs> that his his car was at a point where the the door just easily falls off and he doesn't. Old car might be worth money. <laughs> yeah, that that door looks like it almost like takes out his kneecaps. Yeah, look at good. look at how it falls. Right. It like yeah. does it hit him in the dick? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm gonna. He didn't have to act as much as he. Yeah, I'm gonna slow this down, and then you tell me, John. Does this look like it hits? This is like the Zapruder footage. Car might be. <laughs> it might. It might have because uh, it like the way it, like he jumps back. We are we're going frame by frame of the That's Victory right. Auto Records back and to the left. Back um, and to the left. It does. Yeah, that but is I, one magic car door. <laughs> a harrowing incident. Um, <laughs> but to uh, to Matt's other point. Uh, Neon Horse not on the agenda. You know, there's there's a bunch of Martin related projects that we could talk about. Perhaps we'll you know maybe we'll throw an extra Patreon in there and do some Neon Horse. Yeah. We do love us some Mark Solomon. Um, That's true. And they would be one of the bigger side projects to talk about were we to. But they've both been involved in a lot of stuff, and we just couldn't do all of it. So uh, yeah, but I I owe them more more of a listen as well. Um, those are those are two forces of nature coming together. Those guys. So. You still got the commercial. <laughs> or save money by fixing yeah. up your car with used parts. Yeah, just he's uh he got a, a handful of small faces. He did. A small faced twenties. Yep, old school. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a six three zero number. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're this is we're getting back, we're getting into the hyper specific um uh, you know. Yeah, call in with your with your local daytime commercials. Ooh, yeah, we want to hear us, about them. Yeah, we want to hear. Let's let's get your everybody's um, favorite local commercials from back in yeah. the day. You know, we can John and I can. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we can do like a Patreon where we <laughs> we can go through oops all all commercials. <laughs> oops all commercials. Yeah. Good stuff. Is that it for voicemails? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, a good crop. Uh, yeah, we have one more martin brothers episode on the main feed here uh we are planning on covering some other stuff for the patreon still yeah yeah i don't want to should we give anything away i don't know just keep your eyes peeled um but uh yeah wrapping up these guys pretty soon here and moving on to the next so get in your martin brothers thoughts now yes um, 
tell us what else we screwed up by not including them on the season. Uh, perhaps we'll add add some stuff in. You never know. Um, but today, exciting. Hmm. Uh, the titular combination, the actual Brothers Martin collabing for the first time since Dance House Children on this record we're listening to today. Yes. Um, excited to get into it. Should we uh, take a small break and then do this? Absolutely, yes. When we come back, we will talk about the one and only Brothers Martin collab, mm-hmm. the Brothers Martin. Hey, everybody. This is Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. You can tell it's me by that saying. Anyway, when I'm tired of listening to Dave Matthews band sometimes, and my feet hurt from walking around barefoot, I like to go down to the pickle and boot shop and just hear Reese and Joe talking about stuff like ska. This music is ska. I love it. Hey, John. Hey. Have you heard of Small Step Records? You know, the name is familiar, but but tell me more. Well, Small Step Records is a faith-based DIY record label with Mm -hmm. bands that are melodic punk, pop punk, easy core, emo, and ska. And they have some new albums and new bands releasing records right now on all streaming services. You should check them out. Andrew, not only that... Ooh. They are Magpot's first official sponsor. Oh, really? Starburst got nothing on these guys. All mm. right. These guys are the real deal. <laughs> uh, the tagline is love God, love others, listen to pop punk. You can go to smallstepperecords.com, check out the cool records and merch and bands they have, and we will be, through their generosity, offering some giveaways in the coming uh, weeks and months uh, on our socials of some of these small step bands records so keep your eyes peeled for that also john unlike some record labels which may have come up over the course of the podcast the artists on small step always keep 100 percent of the rights and ownership of their music yes so any money that goes to small step goes directly back into supporting the bands this is a label with integrity so you yeah. love to see it love to see it small step check them out smallsteprecords.com we're back yeah we are talking martin brothers talking brothers martin that's right specific iteration of of the martin brothers of said brothers that's right first time jason and ronnie been in a band together uh even though ronnie did since for a bon voyage record um since uh dance house children as we mentioned before the break so that was the early 90s. This is mid-2000s. Yeah. Um, a one-off project, as you mentioned. Um, recorded this one album, released on January 23rd, 2007, on Tooth and Nail. Um, it never played live. And I don't know, Andrea, it's a pretty good album. I like it. It, it, is, it, is, a good, it is a good record. It's um, not at Bon Voyage level for me. This is an album that has... I'm not even going to say 
lows like like yeah it has highs and mids <laughs> like sure. it's yeah, it, it has fair. it has songs where i'm just like eh. yeah and and surprisingly the songs on here even though i grew up listening to mostly joy electric and only came to starflyer and jason martin stuff later mm-hmm. i tend to gravitate more towards the jason centered tracks on this record same and i think i tend to gravitate more towards jason stuff in general right. um although we're talking about a pretty great record next week um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i don't know it's i think you assessed it well there are no bad songs here but there are some that don't do a ton for me um so i'm maybe not blown away by it um on the whole but i think it's a good fusion of their unique sounds um and i know that tooth and nail had been asking them for a long time to try and collaborate on something and put those sounds together um and i do think it it sort of represents that coming together well um you can definitely tell whose songs are whose but i would say that they strengthen each other um you know it's really cool to hear some of these guitar lines on top of songs that sound like Joy E songs. Otherwise, I like that combo. And it's cool to hear synthy textures in songs that are obviously Jason songs. You know what I mean? Like that that coming together is cool. Um, And I feel like for the most part, that combination makes this feel very New Order influenced. Mm. Um, Very much that sound here, especially the sort of guitar sound where it's sort of just notes um and simple hooks and a particular sort of um vibe with those you know programmed uh drum sounds plus the guitar sound together definitely feels like a a new order vibe here to me uh, which is a vibe i like our buddies at the blue collar love pod uh had ronnie on to talk about this record so i recommend listening to that and i'm going to steal some insight from that episode that ronnie shared uh when we talk about it today but um yeah, he, he shared on that episode that they were never opposed to doing another project together. They just hadn't found the time and they're both very prolific and were interested in sort of pursuing their own projects, but the right sort of moment opened up. And when it did, you know, he said that he didn't want them to be like B-sides, like they wanted to come with strong material for this. And I do feel like, you know, even if we're saying it doesn't necessarily blow us away on the whole, like I do feel like these aren't just cost off songs like there's there's care um yes and and they were clearly songs that like they had um and brought to this project and you know there's one song that they collaborated on together in terms of the songwriting and stuff and and apart from that they all came they came with all the other songs on their own and then sort of reworked them together with each other but yeah I, i guess i appreciate that even though i wish i would have gotten more of those you know, songs that were collaborations from the foundation up. Um, I I would prefer this to like them just being like, I don't know, let's throw some stuff together. And, you know, it feels like a cohesive album of, of you know, they're both really good songwriters and it feels like a cool collection of songs where they sort of, um, you know, like he was happy with the songs both of them brought to the project before working on them together. And I feel like that's, important versus just like ah, we threw some stuff together and called it a day so yeah um we got ronnie on synths uh drum and bass programming and vocals 
We got Jason on guitar, bass, and vocals, and then Alex Albert, Project 86 on live drums. Uh, an interesting addition. Um, drums sound good here. I wouldn't have necessarily uh, thought to expect to see Project 86 on the liner notes when we got into this, but <laughs> right, there yeah. you go. Um, but it was produced, recorded, and mixed by Jason and Ronnie. They kind of did everything. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to go through them and kind of see which ones um, leap out for you and yes, which elements you feel are, are stronger than others. Because I kind of have my takes here, but I think from the little tease you gave about the Jason songs, I think I'm I'm going to be with you on this one. So it's an, unfortunately that there are some songs that I feel that the the song writing in the music is stronger than the lyrical parts yeah. or in the, the vocal performances. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think something that is often missing for me in these projects, especially the projects we've listened to is just more harmony. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I and I just think that it doesn't need to be constant, but just Right. I'll just I mean, so Jason and Ronnie aren't like the strongest vocalists. Right. Yes. And so it's sometimes I, I don't feel like they're there are times when their voices alone can't mm -hmm. carry the yeah. entire song. Uh and I, I want there to be a little bit more there. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. They they do not uh sing together very often at all on this record. It's very clear to see like, oh, this is a Ronnie vocal song, this is Jason vocal, like more right. vocal collaboration would have been cool to see. Yeah, just to kind of see because they they both have their vocals, their voices sound similar. Like yes, like you can tell that they if just there's like, a British affect. Uh, we know who it is, but <laughs> no, but like I think that they, it's weird to be like, oh, they're related, but their voices sound similar. Like that's that's not right. necessarily a thing that right. like just because you're related doesn't mean you sing the same. But like they right. still have a there's still something that makes that they're like, yeah, you, you both sort of sound a little bit similar when you sing, mm -hmm. but yeah. Do you, uh, anything else you want to say or should we, or sh so. should let's, we jump in? Let's dive in there. All right. Opening track communication. Yeah, this is my number one. Me too. God, what an awesome 
opening yeah, guitar riff sure. with yep. the yeah it's so cool so we cool. were we were talking about this last week we were like is it a you know are you sometimes <laughs> like swindled by the number one being the first track are you just like you know taken in by like oh this first song is so cool it must be my number one but i do feel like this is the strongest song yeah on the, the album unequivocally the the coolest hookiest yes opening i mean a lot of the songs have a lot of good hooks but it's hard to beat the uh that guitar line yeah and the bass sounds so cool too yeah it's 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 just an awesome opening like it combines their forces in such a good way where it's like that great opening guitar hook which Jason knows his way around like a super right. memorable poppy guitar hook. But then those bleepy bloopy elements in the background, like it immediately just suggests this amalgamation of their styles. Um, yeah. And this is the one that's credited to both of them. The only one, um, which I feel like you can tell. And yeah, I wish there was more of it. Like, I don't know, maybe it's wrong to be like, if they had done more together, there would be more strong songs as strong as this one. Maybe that's not necessarily true, but I just like that. It's like, it does really feel like they came together on this one in a way that feels different from most of the other songs where it's pretty clear who kind of came in with the song. Right. Um, but it is cool. You know, it's cool to hear Ronnie singing on something that's more rock. Like we're used to hearing his vocals on tops of, on, on top of pretty sparse synths. And so hearing his vocals on top of these big guitar sound is pretty cool. That's neat. Um, and it's just like, it's just so catchy. The like ascending, like, Ooh, synth melody is so great but then yeah by the time it gets to the chorus it's just like oh yeah these guys both have such an ear scats, for scats, uh, so good. these catchy hooky melodies these guys just know how to do so well um, yeah what's <laughs> Rules. <laughs> yeah, I just love so those good. little background bleeps and bleeps yeah, too. It's awesome. It's also like two and a half minutes. It's short yeah. and sweet. Um, so apparently Jason had the instrumental backing tracks, which again, not necessarily a surprise. Sounds like Jason, that opening hook. Um, but no lyrics. And so Ronnie wrote the vocal melody and the lyrics. Um, and yeah, it just makes me think about what it, what might've been if they had written all the songs together. Um, and, you know, when Ronnie talked about this on uh, blue color love, he talked about like, you know, songs called communication, the idea being sort of like what undergirds all relationships is, is communication. And so there's a sort of meta nature to the like, commentary on like oh these two brothers who've worked separately for a long time are coming together here this is the song the one song where they really collaborate in this way so it's like this communication between brothers it's communication sort of being the thing that will define this record i don't know it's really cool i really i like the vibe um you know thematically even if as you said the lyrics are generally pretty simple um but you know the vibe sonically and, and thematically here i think is really cool Yep. Um, the harsh effect. 
This is my number three. Okay. It's not in my top three, but I do enjoy it quite a bit. This is such a Depeche Mode song. Yeah. And it has, this is such a new wave era yes. sounding song. Yes. And there's the drums, the program drums on the song mm-hmm. are so cool. Yeah, they are. And the, the synth, the synthy, the synthy lead. Um, but everything that sort of throughout the the verse, but then very the, much like programmed bass and drums, yeah, yeah, and then coming, but then like coming in with the the real guitar, yes, yep. uh, in it just sort of like crashes through all of these programmed instruments, yeah, and it just like you're like whoa, it, it just yeah. it because it's so strikingly different. Than the rest of everything that's going on, because then it has a the 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 claps, and then it's all so cool. Yeah, and the sort of the reverby vocals on of Ronnie's vocals. Yeah, it just all works for me, and I get the the hush effect of time. I get that claims you lie it's all so good it's so cool it is it is all good um we should say that this is one of many songs that spotify gets the title wrong on for whatever reason so the full song title is the harsh effects of time um spotify just says it's the harsh effect anyway um but yeah I, I i totally agree i feel like you say depeche mode that's totally true. I thought New Order. Oh, yeah, you know, that, that, yeah. I think I was thinking New Order. My bad. It's that. It's that specific, the baseline synth part, that drum machine clappy '80s drum yeah. sound, plus the jangly guitar over it is so so New Order. That I was thinking. Um, new, uh, please forgive me, all my yeah, yeah. all my uh, new wavy <laughs> friends out there. But you're right. It is just a general new wave sound. And obviously Depeche Mode is not far from that. Um, Yeah, he talked about in uh, the Blue Collar Love episode how he used a Lindrum drum machine to create that kind of classic 80s drum sound that just sounds so good. Uh, He said it's one of his favorite songs he's ever done, like in any project, which is interesting. Um, Yeah, but I, you know, that that opening synth sound is, is so cool. And it's all kind of built around that. But as you said, those other elements coming together around it just feels so satisfying um lyrically uh maybe continuing the theme of the first song a little bit you know if the first song is about communication being important in relationships is this maybe about you know not prioritizing relationship like emotional distance sort of growing over time and the relationship atrophies if you don't give it that attention like that's sort of what i got from it um but yeah, I mean, if this came on at like some sort of 80s dance night party, uh, <laughs> you might think this came out uh, a lot earlier than it actually did. A thousand percent. Great song. Yeah. Dude, yes. that, that drum fill is so sick. So good. That, yeah. 
that is a a new order sound there i think yeah yep um well this title is correct the missionary Needed to save that, uh, <laughs> save that for Mickey. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Right, these Martin brothers are my daddies. Uh, this um, is my number. This is my number two. This is my number two as well. Yes. Um, I'm wondering if your number three is my number. I, I have a, I have a, a three, four switch possible. Okay, but I'm wondering okay. if your number three is my number four. We'll have to see. We'll yep. have to see. I think it might be. Um, yeah, this song absolutely rules. And this this is Depeche Mode to me. Like this feels very yeah. Depeche Mode. And it's got that, you know, I love when both of these guys are in that dark mode. And yeah. <laughs> when Jason gets dark and he's singing like this, I'm just yeah. like, oh, hell yeah, this is great. Um, yeah, this is clearly a Jason song, but that creepy synth sound that sort of Ronnie builds around it. There's this, you know, thick ass spooky bass line, but the like like that yeah, combo yeah, yeah. is just like, oh, yeah. this is so good. I love how all the synths sound in this. And that, you know, that central synth sound is so cool. There's like a vocorder vocal yeah. thing, like rah, 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 that they're doing at the end of the song. Um, I don't know, another very short one, but I think short and sweet and just a banger and I don't know. I could see this. I could see this and communication being played on the radio. No problem. Um, should and be getting some crossover. And apparently this song was on the, Chuck. Pi- the pilot episode of Chuck. Yes. It apparently closes the first episode of Chuck. I never watched Chuck. Me neither. Um, but that seems like a big deal for them. Um, I could see the song sort of breaking through in that way. So I guess it makes sense that they were on a, what was a big time TV show. Um, we're watching some Chuck right now. It's throwing out good vibes. Uh, some spy stuff going on. Maybe yeah. I should watch Chuck. Maybe maybe we should watch Chuck. I'm never literally uh never watched it, but it's got, you know, what's his name? Um dude's very charming. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um Zachary Levi. He's you know, he's Shazam now. Oh, sure, sure. People know who that is. Anyway, he's looking more hair tussled in the two thousands way in this series. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, that that I could see that you know it works effectively in a sort of vaguely sinister uh, ending of a of a spy show. Uh, 
cool one um lyrically very interesting too uh it's called the missionary i assume he's sort of criticizing televangelists or like prosperity gospel types um you can read some of these lyrics he growls out uh (laughs) it's just your mind over matter once you get some more control it's just some lights on the tv there's a vision and some gold you turn to the or you're tuned to the visionary life's long when you have it all your heart beats for a missionary when the summer's long it's been coming for a long time and some heads are going to roll. So who's your daddy? It's got a vision and some gold, like possibly about sort of well-intentioned people getting like tricked or like sucked in by these guys who are promising to sort of be missionaries, but it's all about, you know, the gold and the lights on the TV. I don't know. That's the sense I get. So that's and control. Right. Right. Um, so I appreciate them calling that out and using this sort of dark sound to do so. Uh, yeah, not the not this kind of song that I would expect to hear right. from a from a Ronnie, but right. maybe more so a Jason, maybe yes. a little bit more a little bit more cynical and dark. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that does seem to be a divide there. Yep. Um the deaf they will hear yes. as opposed to deaf will hear on Spotify. Right. Blood to the ears from which the deaf they will hear. Blood to the ears. Blood to the ears tonight. This is an interesting one. This is a song I skip. Yep. It's a, it's one of a few that kind of don't do a ton for me. It is extremely repetitive. I have the same note. Yes. Despite the, the repetitive nature of the chorus, it's not exactly a hooky melody. It doesn't, it doesn't click with me. It's, it just sort of sounds lazily and half-hearted mm-hmm. half-heartedly sung yeah there's just it, there's it, there's no meat on on this song yeah you know even like the the musically it's it's fine but it's this is just one of the songs i'm like eh, it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me yeah i feel like i like the textures here more than the song itself like I think that central synth line, the is really sure. cool. Um, and I like the synths in the chorus that come in in these kind of chords of like, dun, dun, dun. I, I like the sound overall, 
but yes, as far as the actual melody, I wrote the same thing. Just the repetitive nature of it just doesn't really do much for me. Um, it's just this, a little, it just feels a little flat at times, yeah. you know, just again, like Ronnie's voice is not enough right. to. Yeah. Some, some harmonies could really help on that chorus. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he was going for like a tears for fears influence with this one, which I could definitely see. I mean, all these, you know, new order Depeche Mode tears for fears is all kind of same wheelhouse of eighties sort of dark vibey synth pop. Um, so I like, you know, the sonic, uh, vibe he's achieving here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The lyrics interesting. I mean, maybe sort of about pretending to be something you're not, uh, like putting on a front, um, but then not being able to like accept criticism. Like, I don't know. It, he said that this, he, he, they asked him about the lyrics on, on uh, Blue Collar Love, and he's like, I'm not sure who I was talking about, but I think it was a real life instance I was responding to. So, I don't know. Perhaps a, uh, he was trying to confront someone about uh, something and they were not receptive to it. So, anyway. Would have loved to have heard Kurt Smith on this song. Yeah. Um, get, you know, if you're going for that, that Tears for Fears. Um, right. I, I can appreciate the homage and wanting to be and wanting to, but it just doesn't, it just didn't land for me. Yeah. This next one, however, this next one, the plot that weaves. Okay, this um, so it's not the one that you thought. This, no, not the one that I thought. Okay, well, the song rules. Um, no, it's, it's a good there, song. There is another one that's just outside my top three that I would think that you might uh, I suspect I would like a lot. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the song is great. Very much like classic Starflyer pop mode opening there. Just like yeah, so catchy that Jason sort of 90s guitar hook sound. This is obviously a Jason song, Jason singing, um, but bolstered by those Ronnie synth sounds. Um, but it's such a pretty melody. Like it's such a cool, he just is able to achieve this really pretty sort of 90s guitar driven sound I, I am such a sucker for. Um, and I think that like, ding, 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 ding. That's another very like new ordery sort of guitar line sound. Um, this uh, Ronnie said this was his favorite Jason song on the record. 
Um, and which is funny because when he said that to Jason, Jason said, oh, it didn't particularly stand out to me, <laughs> uh, which is a shame because it rules. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the sense that Ronnie adds in really kind of put it over the edge for me. If we could maybe hear some of those synthy sounds that come in on the bridge in the ending uh, at like 308. the like wow. <laughs> yes <laughs> the combo of the and the like it's <laughs> just so satisfying to me uh, and the yeah, and then the, in the background it just rules it's so good this is another one that feels very much like a nice combination of their uh their strengths as a particular yeah. sonic uh sound um songwriters i mean they just yeah. they they achieve particular sounds and hearing them together sounds really nice to me um i don't know what these lyrics mean but uh you know ronnie mentioned he appreciated the sort of vulnerability that jason shows in the chorus in the in the sense of like he says i'm not the plot that weaves but i might try to make you see what it means to me for you to believe in me and he was kind of saying like that's a little more like hard on sleeve than jason is usually and so he like appreciated that aspect of it which i could see um, sure. still still sort of uh, mysterious in terms of what it actually means a little cryptic but i don't know i like it it's a good sentiment yeah fears to remember Musically, the song is so fun. It rules. Oh, it's so good. So, so much cool stuff going on. Um, I don't know exactly what I think this sounds like, but the the yeah. but that it has a there's something very reminiscent about it, but I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it feels like some lost. 80s hook like that should be some famous song yeah from the 80s that's like now in burger king commercials or whatever like <laughs> it just feels ubiquitous they have this yeah way of making songs that sound like the better i forever. should i should be hearing this in target you know yeah exactly um yeah rules and then that do 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 like that program drum and bass with the guitar sound that comes up on top of it again very new order um great vibe great 80s vibe um obviously a ronnie song um he said this was his favorite song on the record Ooh, interesting um, which i guess i could see it has you know a lot of the sound that he um has worked toward in various forms it feels like a good sort of um 
you know expression of that sound that he really likes so i guess i could see that it's not um it's not you know probably in my top five but i do like it a lot um extremely repetitive yeah another sort of you know there's it i mean the fear is to remember chorus is said at least one two three four five (laughs) six seven eight times yeah i mean um it's this is again like the the what's done musically to here is far more interesting than than what's said lyrically because fears to remember but you never wanted to but you never wanted to forget at all yeah i'm just gonna keep um stealing the insight that the blue collar love guys got from running but uh he said this was sort of about nostalgia and like not being able to let go of the things that haunt you um which is interesting um he he said he he has always loved and wanted to write uh sad mournful melodies that also make you dance uh which is pretty perfect as a descriptor for this song and, and for a lot of his work um but uh yeah I, I mean, he's got that great you know lindrum drum machine sound going and those analog synths it just achieves a particular 80s sound in such an effective way mm-hmm. um that even if it isn't like among my top faves i, I really like the, the vibe here regardless oh i mean the vibe is i mean yeah. this is we if everybody could see us while we're listening to this, we're both, we're bopping along. Yeah, we're, 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 we're miming the synth lines. And, <laughs> you have to. But it's, yeah, but they're, the vibe, the vibe is there. I just, yeah. uh, they're just parts of it that are, yeah. you know, the, you know, just the, the lyrical parts that just kind of like don't, don't land with me. And that's kind of where it loses me a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next one, though. Opportunities. Mm. Yep. Ooh, baby. This is what I thought your number three was going to be. Yeah, yeah, this is what I was talking about. So spooky? Yep. Is this in a graveyard, bro? It's a Halloween song. Yeah, that's right. is just outside my top three yeah this same i really like i really like the vibes of this song i mean this this song alone is like uh an honorary inductee into magna fright pod (laughs) yes i think so uh just as sundown perhaps was uh (laughs) you know i love it when jason's in that dark dark melody this is this is an opportunity (laughs) it's an opportunity 
Um, so it already starts out. It's like, ooh, spooky. Jason Darkhouse. Yes. But then when those theremony synths come in, just put it over the edge. Um, I really, really waffled between this and the plot that we was being my number three, but ultimately yeah. the like at the end of the plot that waves just like worked so hard for me um but this 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 is great i mean when i, I when guy. i heard this song i'm like this is <laughs> Johnny, this is yeah. a johnny pot song if i've yep. ever heard one i thought the same thing <laughs> um yeah i don't know I, I i love it i i like that the verses have this very spooky theremony sound but then the switch into the major chords of the chorus with mm-hmm. that synth melody of the like ding 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 is so good. Um, and then there's a nice spooky bridge uh, that comes in later. Um, oh, we need to hear this ending part. Darling, you loves like witchcraft. <laughs> Sounds a lot like a graveyard club song. Ooh, it does. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. They are Ooh. not uh, un, un alike. Let's yeah. Let's let's get some Jason Martin and and Graveyard Club together. Oof. The, those songs that they would write together. Come on. The rules. Album of the decade. <laughs> let's ask them at the show if they when they first heard of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, get them on the pod. Jason Martin, maybe they're, we can get him on the pod. They're local. That'd be great. Come on. Um, maybe they, we should have them for Magnifrite Pod. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, well, if you play them the song, they would love it. I'm confident of that. Um, but, you know, lyrically, another sort of Jason Sad Boy song, which I was like, <laughs> I mean, those emo lyrics, my ocean's dry. I can't feel anymore. It seems like I've been here before. So if memories just make you sad and haunt your dreams, just just don't look back at your missed opportunities. Like such a such a sad boy, uh, lonely emo kid song. I love it. I love it. It's like poetic, and he's talking about names scratched on trees. It feels so Halloween. I love it, man. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Now on to Ronnie's song, "The Behavior Explains." Mm, spelled with a U. Behavior. <laughs> Ooh. Sliding. The, the British accent is back here for sure. <laughs> Long like. Guitar and drums carry a lot of this song for me. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, that melody with the like the Ronnie synth sound is elevated with those Jason guitars for sure. Like those, when those guitars come in, that really 
makes it click together but that gliding synth line is so great throughout. yeah i love that um yeah i don't know i i like it it's not my favorite ronnie said this and the next are his two least favorites on this album and i i'm inclined to agree i think um but i do like a lot about the kind of vibe achieved this is another one where i'm like i like the sound i like the vibe i'm not sure about like the song itself it really doesn't like take it to the next sort of level for me no yeah no it doesn't really get there i'm trying to under if i take the song for what it means you know that you're living your life trying to achieve things that you see other people having Hmm. or or you want to be someone different or you want to be somebody else and you're trying to change who you are to be to get to that i guess I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I wasn't sure if like, you know, the behavior explains, is it sort of like a stupid is a stupid does idea? (laughs) Like not in terms of stupidity, but in terms of like how you act is actually how you explains who you are. And so if you're, you know, faking that action, that's not actually who you are, it's going to not I don't know, achieve what you're actually wanting to do. I don't know, something like that. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah. He talked about like this stretch of like sequencing, um, you know, the last few songs before the last song sort of being like the no man's land of sequencing (laughs) where he's like, this is sort of where songs get dumped traditionally, sort of like seven, eight, nine around those. Um, And I could see that like it's, it is kind of the, yeah, these are sort of the songs that aren't necessarily the strongest for me. So having them in this sort of like stretch of sequencing, I guess, makes sense. Yeah. I do like this one more than the next one. (laughs) Get the money. Yeah. actually like so much about this song the parts the part that is frustrating to me is that the chorus melody doesn't resolve the way yeah, i think yeah. it's supposed to right right like i when i'm listening to it and i'm singing along to it i like try to resolve it <laughs> in a way that's satisfying and yeah. I, and then just like because it just sounds like 
cacophonous or dissonant. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really articulate it that way in my brain, but maybe that's what it is that I don't know. But again, I like it. I think that that central riff is really cool. The like, and it's a cool guitar sound, but if it, if the song doesn't really go anywhere beyond that, like the chorus should take you on a journey and then back to that sound instead, it just kind of feels like a flat song structure for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, at obviously a Jason song, I, I like, I like the vibe again here. There are no bad songs. There are certainly no songs that I'm like, ugh, no, thank you. But there are a few that are just like, oh, it's a little boring. This is one of the handful for me. Um, but I do like, you know, the, the tone here. This feels maybe more like, I don't know. That guitar hook could be like <clears throat> an in excess song or a Depeche mm. Mode again song, like sort of in that wheelhouse. Again, sort of just a classic riff. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Get the money. Obviously, Jason writes a lot about sort of money and class uh, and things like that. And so, sort of a criticism of like the endless search for more, the search for more money, that kind of thing, I think is the vibe. And, I always appreciate that about him. So the, the lines, so this is out of love for your messed up mind. Let mm-hmm. me be your guide through these so troubled times. Um, is he talking about like what he's writing, his music, his mm-hmm. his art? Is he saying like, yeah. <laughs> as somebody who's like a sad boy, he's like, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, you know this is me doing this art and this music out of love so Mm -hmm. you know let me let me show you let me be your guide through the uh through the messed up um mind of someone who's a sad boy yeah i could see that that tracks hard to pin down a lot of these lyrics but as as it is with a lot of jason songs but the blue collar love dudes were saying he's just he is a very literal person yeah 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 <laughs> so maybe we're maybe we're just reading too much into it right over analyzing <laughs> um he's like i'm literally taking you on a journey okay <laughs> uh last song this is only it's yeah. only a it's only like 35 minute record uh it's 10 songs it yeah. is a shirt boy um you know there's only one song on on this record that cracks four minutes hmm. um but Life on strings, just barely under four minutes. The instruments and wine, the notes are indigo. 
cool, cool one. Cool vibe. Yeah. The like is a great sort of joy e sounding central synth hook. Yep. Uh obviously a Ronnie song. Um, but but then again, like it's this it's this great Ronnie vibe with those great synths, but then the the little guitar line added on top that wouldn't be there normally for Ronnie song really adds something to it. It's just a, it's a nice combo. I wish these these brothers would get together more often. I know. I, I just think after, you know, 15 plus years of, of more experience and more songwriting and Mm -hmm. especially what Ronnie's doing these days, Right. God, I wish they would get back together, do a little, do a little something, even yes. if it's not just like an entire record, but just like yeah. just an EP, just, throw just a few do, songs together, just do something. Maybe just like, you know, Jason, come over. Can you lay down a, you know, spend an afternoon, lay down some guitar licks or something? Or Ronnie, can you? You got any uh, leftover drum beats or bleeps or bloops you want to throw on? <laughs> yeah. Come totally. on, come on, guys. Yeah. Family, family reunion. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, I mean the 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 last two respective projects of theirs, I think, have been really strong. Um, and maybe there's not room for sort of jangly shoegazy guitars uh, among these lush synthy soundscapes that Ronnie's doing these days. But I feel like there's there's a way for them to come together musically again. That would be exciting with kind of the vibes they're both on now. Um, but I think this is a good closer. I don't know. I like it. Um, it's a fun, it's not, it, 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 there are some of these ones that like we were saying are kind of, um, you know, flat or they don't really go anywhere. And this one, I feel like, again, combines their, their sounds in a way that feels really satisfying. And it's a, a cool vibe and a cool sort of sonic landscape they're going with here. Yeah. Um, lyrically i don't know what i can't quite tell what life on strings means does it sort of mean like marionette strings like failure to act sort of getting trapped as like relics like you're on strings you're not moving you're not engaging like indecision trapping you is that the vibe maybe i don't know that's the best i could do enigmatic as always yeah um life on strings (laughs) counterbalance those who choose to not to implement their voice. <laughs> uh, well, that's the Brothers Martin. <laughs> those, those are the bro, the Bromars. <laughs> those are the Bromars. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked this record. Um, I will obviously, you know, Starflyer and, and Joy now sort of in my ongoing thrown down on those regularly. I think Bon Voyage We'll join that mix. I don't know how often I'll return to this, but there are a few songs that I will be very glad to hear regularly. I think this, I think this is a really special record in a number of ways as it is sort of a document of these two great writers, mm-hmm. uh, songwriters coming together and, and collaborating. Um, and I do yeah. think you're right. There are a bunch of songs on this record that I think are bangers really mm-hmm. slap and i really really enjoy them as a as a whole project yeah um you know i i like it but it's it's not something that's like forever like my favorite of all their projects i still really yeah. like it and i think it's a special um 
part of the Martin, uh, the MCU. Um, <laughs> yes. But, you know, not not something that's like my favorite of, of any Martin project. Yeah, agreed. And I do think it's commendable that this could have been a sort of thrown together or like um, tossed off project for them. But I do think they put a lot of intentionality into it um and craft with these songs so appreciate that and appreciate this as sort of a, a look at what they could do together in a yep a one-time project of that um let us know what you think about the brothers barton at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter follow and subscribe if you haven't already and give us a rating or a review we'll read your review on the pod you can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763-8727-MAGPOD. You can support us at the Patreon at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And Andrew, we want to welcome new Patreon Ooh. punk, Ooh. Brad. Uh, not the Brad who had an untimely death, a different Brad. <laughs> Brad, welcome to... <laughs> the MAGPOD community. There, here we get it. Yeah. All the air horns for Brad. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We're going to have new content over on the Patreon next week. So watch for, well, not next week. We already had this conversation. <laughs> but soon, soon, watch for it. We'll get into some other stuff over there. Uh, and you can pick up some new season four merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Small Step Records for sponsoring us. Go to smallsteprecords.com to learn more. And thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Bruno at Unoriginal Vinyl for our artwork. Well, I think I hear the voice of the spirit begging us to shut the fuck up. We'll be back to try to make you go astray in two weeks when we'll discuss Ronnie Martin's From the Womb of the Morning, The Dew of Your Youth Will Be Yours. As it relates to mine, as it slides. Communication defines <laughs> our podcast, doesn't it? It does. The harsh effect of time. Mm. It's been a harsh effect of time with these, we, these weeks off here, but we're going to get back on track. Yeah. Anyway. Kristen wants to know if Thurston's helping. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's sending good vibes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Give him the side eye. Oh. Um, you can make like him. This podcast is too long. You can make him howl. Oh. Oh. Oh, you want me to you want me to eat my tail? Well, lick your butthole. I clean your peen. <laughs> get the get the clean peen. Oh, but... <laughs> That's right, buddy. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
boy. Oh, buddy. I know. <laughs> Is this what you want? Is this good content? <laughs> it's a good boy. <laughs> uh, sorry, you're just making, <laughs> just making Thurston talk. Just like, what the fuck is going on down there? You good boy? Uh, good boy. Seems sweet. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good boy. All right. Thurston, when did you first hear of <laughs> the Brothers Martin? <laughs> he looks so happy. <laughs> uh, I love this dog. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.